Yes, people, it is Monday, which means it's your first chin check of the week. And today we are looking back at LFA 100, Altamino v Smith, and then UFC on ESPN plus 43, Blade v Lewis. So stick back, people. Let's go. Okay, people, so LFA, man, just had their 100th event. 100th event. How freaking crazy is that? So, remember back in the day, um, you know, we had the mergers, right? Had the mergers of the organizations. You had Resurrection Fighting Alliance, the RFA merge. With Legacy Fighting Championship, LFC, and they formed the LFA, right? The first event was um, 13th of January 2017. So this is their fifth year, and we had the 100th event. 100th event, how crazy is that, right? So, I mean, it was good. It wasn't as, like, I think you were expecting something possibly, like, bigger. Bigger to market. But it's got to be tough during these times, you know what I mean? We had um, Michael uh, Michael Chiesa join the booth this time out. Which is good. I mean, it, it was a shame we didn't get uh, Sanko and... Um, Jabon, but yeah, you know, we had five events on the main card, which started with a bantamweight clash, Kristin Navdividad against Evan Woosley, and whoo, these dudes came out swinging, you know what I mean, both were looking for that big shot early on, Woosley he came out looking to attack the legs. You know, Dad, he was loose. He was really loose, changed levels, and landed a really nice takedown. Um, you know what I mean? He's hunting for position, just working, working. And ah, he was very slick. So he let, you know, Woosley start to get up. And then he hit him with a big hook. Jumped on the back and, um, you know, was attacking with the rear naked for the rest of the round. So, second round starts and um, Woosley comes out throwing. Comes out throwing. But Nivadad, you know, he, um, yeah, he, he kind of, um, yeah, gets inside, right? Gets him down with a body lock and... Um, Yes, you know, continues to work. Continues to work. Back up, right? Woozy lands an overhand. Nivadad takes him down again. And it's ground and pound. Ground and pound. Like, the ref was a bit... Oh, you got to work. You got to... And it was a bit like, dude, they're working. What are you doing? It was kind of crazy. And he stood him up at one point, And you're just like, ugh. God damn it. 
But um, yeah, never. They were both landing counters, both landing counters and big shots. So we go into the third, and I think it's, I think it's clear that Nivedad was up the two, you know, by two. And um, yeah, Nivedad he takes center, and he's just swinging. <laughs> he's swinging. Weasley he hits a couple of overhands, but Nivedad he gets a takedown. And it's ground and pound and control for the rest of the round. You know? Yeah, Nivedad, you know, he did a very good job there. Very good job. So, our next one was a lightweight clash. We had Gerard Scott against Tommy Aaron. So, um, Scott came in unbeaten and Aaron, he'd been out for a, with a, a leg injury for a couple of years. I think it was a couple of years, maybe it was three. It was a long-ass time, right? But I think the big thing with this fight, Aaron was constantly throwing. You know, he, is he trained with Tony Ferguson? Right? And you can see the um, the Tony Ferguson effect on him. Right? He He's always throwing, always busy. Now, Scott... He would come forward, he's smiling a lot, be like, yeah, that didn't hurt me. And he'd throw out jabs, but he was just coming with singles. You know, Aaron was constantly putting three, four and more shots together. Ending with kicks, starting with kicks, just mixing it up. Spinning elbows, back elbows, you know what I mean? Knees, all of that jazz, right? And that was the big difference. He didn't ever let Scott get comfortable, you know? And, yeah, Scott was showing that, you know, he's still there, he's still in. But he just needed to work more. When he came forward, when he came forward throwing, he he was doing okay. But he, he just... He didn't do it enough, you know, didn't do it enough, that was a crazy thing, and so, you know, it it got to a point, and Aaron had just, he'd just done so much, so much work, landed so much on him, right, and in the third round, he gets a date down, and he's dropping elbows, dropping elbows on Scott, Scott, you know, he scrambles, But Aaron takes the back, sinks in the rear naked, and he gets a finish. Gets a finish, man. You know, we probably had about a minute left in the third round. So that was huge. You know, Aaron, even though he was winning the fight, he really wanted that finish. And yeah, props to Aaron. Now, I think Scott can take a lot away from this one, you know. Because, as I said, look, he was doing okay when he was moving forward. So, I think what the big takeaway is, you got to be more busy. You know, it, it's not about admiring the sh- big shot, right? Put combinations together. Put them together. You know, don't get complacent. And if he takes that away from that, he'll be fine. You know what I mean? He'll be fine. So we then go to the featherweight division. We had Jorge Juez 
against Stephen Nugent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this one, uh, you know, it, it didn't start, it, it didn't go long. <laughs> it didn't go long, right? So, um, Jurez, he, he looks to um, lock up. And Nugent, whew, he, he stuffs, like, um, Jorge's, you know, attempt to uh, get a takedown and um, lock up, right? He uh, lands a solid overhand, right? Sands up, hands a solid overhand shot, right? Um, then a hook. Jurez, you know, he's, he's moving well and... He he darts in for a takedown, but can't get it, right? So, he he moves to the outside. Nugent comes forward, one two. Juries um he jabs. Nugent counters with a huge right, and Juries is out. He is out. It was. Crazy Like when they showed it in slow motion Because they were both kind of swinging At the same time But Nugent's shot just whew, Took his chin Took his chin clean And it was done It was all over So yeah a big win And a, and a, a you know Definitely a bounce back from his first loss On the contender series For Nugent so yeah, I think he, he showed some, uh, he definitely showed some good stuff there. So that took us to the co-main event, which was Charles Johnson against Carly um, Pangilan, right? And it's a flyweight bout. So coming into this fight, Pangilan, he, you know, he's 6-0, unbeaten. And Johnson is 7-2. and He's been out for a minute as well. But I think the big thing in this fight, the big thing is the movement. Right? So, Panelang, he comes forward straight away with bad intentions. But Johnson has this, you know, fluid, weird little movement that, that he's doing. And it's keeping him out of range. You know? So it allows him to utilize that jab, right? Jump in, fire the jab, and then just move out the way, right? Panalang is coming with just heavy shots, winging everything. And Johnson is just shifting, shifting, getting out the way, you know? Coming back with a head kick. And it's all good. Now, when he does get caught, right? Because he got caught a couple of times in that first round. And, um, you know, he, he, like the first time, he just fires a knee up. Fires a knee up the middle. Then you t then he's the front kick. He's using the front kicks really well. And that is then giving him back the space. You know, so he gets a little, maybe a little wobbled. But, yeah. He, sometimes it's hard, it was hard to tell if he was wobbled or if he's just off balance because, because he's just 
constantly moving, right, it's like he's getting caught a lot, when he's getting caught, it's usually when he's just in the process of moving, so, you know, it's, I don't know about the stunned all the time, but yeah, yeah, Johnson was doing a really good job, really good job, and like Pangalang landed a nice hook, Johnson returned it, right, then he hit a front kick, (laughs) a one-two, you know, real fast, snapped that out, and um, yeah, it was a great first round, great first round, so we come into the second, and um, yeah, Canaghan, you know, he's coming forward with kicks, lands a right, Johnson, front kick, another front kick and then a right, right, Panganang, he, um, he's coming with some hooks, Johnson slips out the way, right, Panganang, he tries to take advantage, but Johnson grabs the leg, gets a takedown, as Panganang tries to stand, Johnson grabs the neck, wraps up an anaconda, and boom, it is done. It's done, man. Johnson gets the win. Hands at Panalang his first loss. But you know, Panalang he he. It's a loss, but I think you can look at it, and there's a just a few little tweaks he needs to make, right? Just a few little like cutting Johnson off, cutting the octagon off rather than just following Johnson. You know, just there's a few little things. But you can see that Pangalang is definitely a good fighter. Definitely got skills. But, you know, he uh, just met someone with um just a style he hadn't seen before. So yeah, really good win for uh, Johnson. And so yeah. Now it's a main event. And we're still the flyweights, right? So we add um, Victor Altanero, who fought on the very first LFA card as an amateur, right? And he's now, you know, eight and one coming into this fight, which is huge, you know. And he's going up against Nate Smith, who's uh, six and one. And, um, yeah, Smith took this fight on six days' notice. Six days' notice, which you have to be like, yo. But he did miss weight, right? Missed weight, which is a bit like, it's a title fight, son. You know what I mean? Like, you miss weight, you, you can't win the title. If you win the fight, you don't walk home with a title. Which is just, ugh, it, like, missing weight isn't good. For a title fight, what are you doing? You know, you kind of feel that if you aren't on weight, don't take the fight. You know what I mean? It, it's just, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Bit of a mess. But there's a lot of talk before the fight. A lot of talk before the fight. And... Really, this was just a, a five-round exhibition for Altamira. You know, he controlled 
every aspect of the fight. Right, just landing, moving. Yeah, he he was just outworking Smith. Right, outworking Smith, and Smith he got I think like maybe a couple of takedowns. You know, maybe a few more, but he he was never like he didn't really. Oh, he didn't do anything. Didn't do anything when he took him down. You know, which was crazy, right? You you had moments, I think it was uh, maybe the second round, and Smith, he he had Altonero down for a while, right? Had him down for a while. Didn't do one thing. Didn't do one thing. And you're just like, what are you... you got to make the most of these opportunities, you know, got to make the most of these opportunities, but he just wasn't, right, Altanero, he's the one doing all the work, he's landing the shots, he's got really good movement, he's chopping the leg, right, chopping the leg, and you just saw how that was taking effect on Smith, you know, his movement definitely waned, definitely waned, and, um, I think he was also tired because he was getting... Oh, man, Altonero was hitting the body a lot. Hitting the body a lot. Just really just putting it on him. Really just putting it on him. You know, it's a really good display by Altonero. You know, and to think... For someone that started on the first LFA card as an amateur... And he's developed into that. It's crazy. I mean, you would have hoped he might have had more fights within that time period. But, you know, now getting the belt, that will open him up to um, a lot of potential stuff. A lot of potential stuff, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, yeah, how he can progress. Because, whoo. He seems a problem for a lot of flyweights. You know what I mean? And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets a call at some point, you know? Gets a call at some point to either the UFC or even Bellator. You know, either organization. Yeah. I think they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be mad at having him in their uh, you know, roster. But yeah, that was it, people. Um, the next a lot of events were announced. Um, so we're gonna have three events. Uh, in March, I forget the dates, but uh, yeah, you know, definitely some fun stuff to look forward to. So yeah, can't wait. But um, yeah, that leads us into um, UFC on ESPN Plus 43, Blades v. Lewis tomorrow, and I cannot wait. Okay, so it is done, UFC on ESPN Plus 43, Blades v. Lewis. <laughs> I... Sometimes you feel that you're saying the same thing every single week, but god damn this card it was fucking fire. 
right? So from a card that necessarily wasn't jam-packed with household names, you know, we had a lot of young up-and-comers, or maybe some of them aren't as young, but they're fresh to the promotion. This, you know what I mean? They're looking to make that big brain. That's what we had. You know, we had the big stars in, you know, Lewis and um, Blades, you know? You had the, uh, you know, the odd people like, um, you know, I think like Sergio Spivak, right? You had people like Spivak, you had um, Yana Kutsantaya, you know, even like Derek Gamina, they're like older in their game, Alexi Olenek, but still relatively to the UFC, then, you know, they're not like they've been here for 10 years or anything crazy like that. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of people here who was, if they, you know, performed to the best of their abilities, they could make a huge splash. And <laughs> that's what we got. Right? It's meant to be 15 fights. We we lost three. One on the goddamn night. Right? The uh Julian um which one was it? It was uh, uh Chase Skelly Jamal Emmett. Yeah, so Chaz walked to the ring, he'd been announced, he was in the ring, and then word came that Jamal Emmers, he'd suffered some back spasms, you know, it, it sounds like it was similar to what happened to DC back at UFC 200, I want to say, um, but yeah, for Emmers, it didn't go, didn't go, you know, so that fight was cancelled, but yeah, we went from 15 to 12, right, we had um, Michael Bisbin. And um, Brendan Fitzgerald on the announce, Joe Mant Martinez, you know, doing the, uh, you know, announcing from the ring. And yeah, out of those 12 fights, people, we had eight finishes. Eight finishes. And the four fights that went to decision. <laughs> these, you know what I mean, these were not, like, ugh, you know, they weren't snooze fests, <laughs> every fight that went to decision was, like, back and forth, it was, they were crazy, crazy goddamn fights, you know, and it all started with Gerard Vandenares against Sergey Spivak, so this fight, Man, this fight, it all happened when, um, you know, Van De Nieres won his contract to the, the Contender Series. You know, They're like, Laura Sanko was like, oh, what have you got to say? And he was just like, oh, I want to, there's a, there's a, but she usually asks people, you know, how do you think you'll do in the UFC? Like, you know, what, what are your thoughts of coming in? And he's like, oh, there's one guy and I want to face Sergey Spivak. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it came from, and they've had roughly the same amount of fights, you know, technically. So, yeah, that fight, you know, it, it didn't happen in December because of COVID, but it got rebooked, and this is when it went down. And, whew, I mean, it's a case of, 
yo, seizing that moment, doing your thing. But then it's also a case of, all right, understand sometimes you don't want to make a jump way too big. You know what I mean? Sometimes the leap up is a bit too high. Bit too high for you at that moment in time. So Van de Veres, you know, he came out, he's pushing forward with the jab. Like pushing forward with the jab. Spivak, though, he lands an overhand. You know, Van de Neres, he, he, you know, he went for the body, nice body kick. Spivak, he catches that kick, catches it, gets the takedown. You know, he pushed Van de Neres back, he went down. And, yeah, it's problematic. You know, Spivak, he landed a few shots. Van de Neres, he, um, he gets up. But Spivak, boom, foot sweep, takedown. It's back on the ground. And um, he's controlling Van de Neres. Hearing? Controlling him. And, you know, landing some good shots. Sees out the first round. Right, so we go into round two, people. So Van der Neeres knows he lost that first round. So he's coming out. Look, you know, he wants to um yeah, he wants to get that back. He wants to make an immediate impact. Goes for a head kick. He misses the kick, but on the then, you know, people often kick and spin, right? So he span around, it allowed Spivak to get inside. And from there, he gets the takedown. Gets the takedown. He's on top. And now it's just ground and pound. He rained the shots, the elbows down. And, um, yeah, Van der Neer, there's nothing he could do. Couldn't escape. And the referee calls it quit. It is done. So a nice win for Spivak. Not the debut Van de Vieres was, um, you know, hoping for. But, uh, yeah, a, a fun heavyweight clash to open things up. So, from there, we go to, well, it's meant to be a bantamweight fight. But, unfortunately, Draco Rodriguez was one of our, you know, four fighters that missed weight. You know, so it ended up being a catchweight at 140. Eamon Zahabi, he had, did make weight though, he did make weight, so, you know, I think that definitely should get pointed out, so, from the start, right, Rodriguez, oh man, he was looking, he was looking primed, right, you can look at it and think, Zahabi looked tentative, and you can understand, you know, he's coming off two losses, right, this is his fourth fight in the UFC, Won the first, lost the next two, you know, and he lost them from, I think, just losing focus, right, he's winning the fights, and then, ah, just a, a slip, slip loses it for him, right, so he's tentative, because one more loss, that could be it, right, that could be it. Doesn't matter he's from Triscar. Doesn't matter that his brother is one of the best frigging coaches. Right? One more loss and it could be done. So, you know, Zahabi is looking tentative. 
And it's allowing Rodriguez to really just put things together. You know, he's hitting the calf kick. He is looking very loose. Now, Zahabi, he's trying to dart in and land. And he gets off a few shots, but he's then getting countered with the calf kick. You know, or the uppercut. Rodriguez was loving the uppercut. Right, so, um, yeah, it is, it's not looking good. Right, Rodriguez is looking real loose, and you gotta think with you know him coming in heavier, are his punches more effective? Like, you know, what's the deal here? Right, and as you know, Rodriguez, he's, he's now he's just feeling it, right? He comes forward and he eats a jab from Zahabi, right? Eats a jab. And the Habi, because he's he's not throwing, he hadn't been throwing combinations, but off the jab, he follows it with a right overhand. Now, Rodriguez, he, he spins, right? He, his head turns around, and um, yeah, he goes down. He goes down, boom, on the mat. It is done. Referee jumps in. Calls it, whew, Zahabi breaks the skid, and you could see the emotion, right? You could see suddenly all that stress just pour off of him. Man, it, it was like, you definitely felt for him, man. You definitely, like, ah, uh, you know, it sucks. It definitely sucks. You see someone make their UFC debut. You know, make their debut and then they lose and lose with a knockout. And yeah, man, that's got to suck. But for Zahabi, you know, breaking that two fight skid, yeah, yeah, did feel good for him, you know, because you just saw it. You just saw the way he then ran around and he was just like, ah, you know, so that was big. That was a big win for Zahabi. And our second stoppage, <laughs> two fights in, two stoppages, right? So now we were going to the, um, the the women's flyweight division, and we had Shayna Dobson, you know, fresh off her. Oh, yeah, I think this is the first fight since her um, uh, Maria Agabada fight, right? Where she was a huge underdog. Right, a huge underdog, but Agavava, you know, she had come out so quick, so frenzied, she just gassed herself. Right, but you know, Dobson, she is fighting a, a new, a new fighter to the UFC. She's six, well, she's five and oh, five and oh. So you're just like, you know, I think Dobson should have it. Right, but she's four and four. Now it is you know, it's a five hundred record, but that's eight fights. That's eight fights compared to five, and she's been fighting in the UFC for a minute. You know, so a lot of those fights are under the UFC. It's some of the top competition. So you're like, oh well, Dobson should have this, right? And um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, O'Neill, she comes forward, 
right? She comes forward and she puts it on Dobson. You know, she's like throwing. She is throwing a lot, right? Now, Dobson gets off a, a you know, a jab. But O'Neill, she's, you know, she's not stepping back. She doesn't care. You know, she's not daunted by the power or anything like that. And she gets a takedown, right? Gets a takedown. Now, she can't hold it. Dobson is back up. But, you know, she, again, she's not stepping back. They're just throwing, right? O'Neill, man, she, uh, she avoids an elbow from Dobson as, um, you know, they come out the, uh, come out the clinch. And she just lands two knees to uh, the midsection of Dobson, right? From there, she gets a takedown. And, um, yeah, she's just dropping elbows. Dropping elbows on Dobson, right? Uh, Dobson, you know, she's, uh, you know, she she attempts a leg lock, right? But O'Neill... She avoids it, like, they get up, and she gets another takedown, right, and just ends the round with some elbows before attempting a leg lock, you know, there's a 10 seconds, on the 10 seconds, she's just a bit like, oh, okay, and she, she drops back with a leg lock, but, you know, buzzer goes, so round two, you know, round two, and O'Neill, she is, you know, she's vibing, man, she's coming forward, right, coming forward, looking to put it on Dobson, Dobson hits a body kick, O'Neill, she catches the kick, gets a takedown, and from there, whew, oh my god, she just doesn't stop working, doesn't stop working, right, Continuing to throw, ground and pound You know, she gets mount Gets mount And she gets high up High up And so even though they're by the fence Right, so you're thinking Oh, Dobson's going to use the fence You know, shake O'Neill off Can't O'Neill is high up And she's dropping elbows Dropping elbows And just shots She just doesn't stop working doesn't stop working, and, yeah, referee calls it, you know, Dobson's eating too many shots, Casey O'Neill with, whew, just that dream debut, you know what I mean, and the fact that she'd only had five fights, this is huge, this is so huge, and I think what, I think the big difference with this is, you know, so she came out like Agapova, but she didn't gas. You know, Casey did not gas. You, she was definitely a little sloppy in places. You know, but I think a lot of that is just that adrenaline. You know, she's, you know, she's so like, ah, I'm in it. I'm doing it. I'm winning. Right, so she's like going for this and then going for that, and you know she loses position, but she might lose position, but she doesn't lose top. You know, so yeah, there's things that they will go away and they will work on, but this, whew, that was a great display by Casey O'Neill. So uh, 
yeah, I think it's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting, you know, proposition to see what she does next, you know, so, um, from there, I mean, actually, from next, it might be good to go up against the Hobbit, I forget her name, she's that, that the, the young Welsh fighter, you know, she fought, um, Kay Hansen last time out, like, that could be an interest, because they both got, you know, similar amount of fights, so, uh, Wales v Scotland, you know what I mean, might do that one, although O'Neill does call Australia home now, but yeah, that could be a fun one, but from there we go to the featherweight division people, and we have got Nate Landwehr against Julian Rosa, which, um, yeah, you're thinking this will be this will be a good fight, right? And people, it really was. Right? There is no feeling out. They both just go at each other, right? A Rosa lands a big right, puts Landwehr down, right? But Landwehr, he's straight up, straight up, and they're swinging. And now Landwehr puts a Rosa down with a big shot. A Rosa is up. Right, they're throwing still more shots are exchanged. Erosia, you know, what I mean, he um, he lands another big right, right? Landwehr staggers back, you know, eating uppercuts as they go. Erosia, he's not letting up, people, he smells blood, he hits a jump knee, puts Landwehr down. And that is it. All within a minute, under a minute, even people, about 56 seconds. God damn, our quickest fight so far. <laughs> I mean, it's just been frigging crazy. Four fights, four finishes. So you're thinking, okay, what next? Well, We've got a bantamweight fight, people. You know, it is um, Eddie Wineland against John Castaneda. And, uh, yeah, this fight was... Um, God, this was an interesting fight, right? This was definitely an interesting fight. Because Eddie Wineland... You know, he's coming off that knockout by... And it was a quick knockout by Sean O'Malley. So you're wondering, all right, how's he going to hold out? You know, how's he going to fight? Is he going to be tentative? What's going to go down, right? And no, Wyland is not tentative. He's, uh, you know, he's coming out and, you know, he's utilizing that crazy Eddie Wineland movement, Right? Now, I don't know if it's just his typical movement or if it's the moustache just throws him off balance. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, he, he's trying to pin Castaneda down, hold him there with shots, you know, and, he, and he's working those hands really nicely, utilising the kicks as well, using feints, a lot of counters. I can't... Castaneda, you know, he's getting off some kicks... You know, and the odd jab, but really, this is Eddie Wineland. You know, Wineland lands a big right, 
he's working really nicely behind his fast hands. You know, Casaneda, he hits a one-two. He goes for a head kick. But Wyland, you know, I mean, he's he's just avoiding rolling with shots. You know, Wyland, um, yeah, he he uses his shoulder to catch the head kick from Castaneda, and um, pushes forward, gets a takedown. Right, gets a takedown, lands a few shots. Um, then Castaneda is able to scramble back up to the feet. Right, Castaneda lands a you know. Chopping left Which Can you feel it stuns Wineland Right, Casaneda follows that up With a flurry Wineland goes down He's trying to stand But Castaneda, you know, continues The barrage Continues the barrage And the ref jumps in Ref jumps in It's just, it's crazy Right, because we are close to the end Of the first round And Really, Eddie Wineland had looked in control. He had looked real good. But, oh man, it's just this flurry. He stuns him and, and he just doesn't let up. So, Castaneda gets the huge, huge win. Do feel bad for um, Wineland. But, you know, he, he, he did not... Um, you know, he, he, he didn't do himself any disservice. He he went out on his shield, man. You know, he put up a very good fight. So, yeah, due to all the craziness, we, uh, now, it's our last fight of the prelims. We've got Danny Chavez against Gerard Gordon. So, yeah, the featherweight, but, yeah, Chavez missed weight. So, uh, this is a catch weight at 150 pounds. So this one, it starts a little bit tentative. You know, they're, they're both looking for those openings. But, I mean, Chavez has very fast hands. Very fast hands. But, you know, Gordon is, he's attacking those legs. He's chopping at the legs and doing a very good job with it. Right? I think mean, that's one of the big things here. You know? So, um... Yeah, Chavez, you know, he, he, he's coming forward, right, he's, he's pushing forward all the time, but yeah, Gordon, he's chopping those legs and he's getting off counters, right, he's getting off counters, and I think you're seeing Chavez slow a little, like the leg kicks do, do you, I mean, you can see that they're, they are affecting Chavez, but only slightly, but I think just that slight slowing, that helped Gordon a lot, right, and Gordon is, you know, he's pushing forward, he's trying to pin Chavez on the fence and unload, right, possibly get a takedown, now he's not able to get a takedown, but he does end the round landing some big shots, so we go into round two. Chavez gets a quick takedown, but can't hold. Can't hold Gordon, who um, gets up and, yo, he continues to attack the legs. You know, throwing good hands. And then he gets a takedown. But the big difference is Gordon's able to hold it. 
Gordon's able to hold it, and he's landing some good ground and pound, you know, and so, yeah, he sees out that second round on top, so we go into the third, and, um, yeah, Chavez, you know, he's, he's trying, you know, he's throw, he throws the crescent kick, he doesn't, you know, he can't get it, right, but it does allow Gordon to duck under, you know, it allows him to duck under, get inside, get off some shots, you know, I mean, we are seeing Gordon, you do see he is tired, he is tired, because the output has been crazy, but he's still pushing, right, he's still pushing and um, landing some good shots, right, I think Chavez is having a better round, he's having a better round, he's pushing forward, he's landing well, but Gordon, you know, he's uh, able to get a takedown, able to get a takedown, and um, yeah, continuous and ground and pound, and just, you know, get his energy back, right, so we've got about a minute left, and Chavez is able to get up, but Gordon is, um, you know, He's sticking to him. He's not letting him break off into space. He's clinching him up. He's landing that dirty boxing knees, you know, foot stomps, everything like that. So even though he's tired, man, you Garrett, look, Jared Gordon is not letting up. And um, yeah, wins the fight. Our first decision of the night. Right, but it's a back and forth fight, back and forth fight, and it's so much fun. A good way to see us into the main event, people. So we open up the main card with a heavyweight clash. We've got the veteran Andre Oloski against the young up and comer Tom Aspinall in his third UFC fight. Right, so it's just. Can he, you know, Aspinall, do what he's done in his previous to a vet, you know, a wily vet like uh, Orlovsky? And he tries. You know, he comes out with a fast blitz, looking to pin Orlovsky down. You know, Orlovsky, though, savvy's moving away. Uh, Aspinall, he lands his leg kicks, body shots, you know, um, moving forward and all of that. Orlowski, right? He he tries to come forward, but Alosky, Aspinall, you know, shoots uh, shoots him down and uh, lets fly with uh, yeah, some strong strong shots. Orlowski, though, you know, what I mean, he's um, you know, he he's he understands what he needs to do. He's a goddamn vet, right? He's attacking the body. You know, throwing out some quick jabs. Alosky starts to move forward with shots. Lands a nice overhand. Aspinall, though, he gets a clinch. You know, gets a clinch, starts working on the inside. Both land big shots at the very end of the round. So it's like, um, Olosky has kept Aspinall, you know, he, 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 he's kept him honest. But Asmore has, you know, he's definitely looked good. 
So, second round. Oloski, he's doing some good work with the right hand. You know, but but Aspinall, he, um, you know, he, he comes forward looking like he's ready to throw. And then, boom, lands a very fast takedown. Right? Lands some good shots. Oloski, he's looking to improve his situation. Goes to try and stand. Gives up his back. Aspinall, just quick as anything, jumps Arm round the throat, sinks in the rear naked, and Orlowski has to tap. So, um, yeah, it's his longest fight in the UFC. But Tom Aspinall, whew, he looked good. He looked really good. Oh, man, so from there we go into a middleweight clash. We've got... You know, Phil Hawes against Nasadin Imovov, both nine and two, both haven't lost since 2017. So this is a really even fight. There is a really even fight, which is interesting, very interesting. And um, Hawes is looking good. You know, he's moving forward, he's attacking the legs, right? Lacking the legs and able to avoid, like, Imavov's attacks and fires, you know, fires at the body, hitting that calf kick, which stumbles Imavov. You know, Hawes, you know, he gets a clinch and they're, um, you know, jockeying for position. Imavov, he lands a big elbow, right? Hawes... He's, um, yeah, he ducks a second attempt, hits a takedown. Imabov scrambles up, but Hawes hits another takedown and ends the round inside control landing shots. So we go into the second round, and Imabov, he's not, you know, not wanting the same, so he, he's coming forward with the jab. Right, Hawes, he attacks the legs. He's pushing Imavov, you know, towards the fence. In space, though, Imavov, he lands some, uh, yeah, really good lefts, right? The, you feel it. one of them may have stunned Hawes for a moment, right? But Hawes, yeah, he, he's definitely changed as a fighter, and he's able to land a big takedown, right? Which definitely not where Imavov wants to be. So even when Imavov scrambles up, Hawes, you know, he, he sticks to him and hits another takedown, landing some big elbows. So even if Hawes was stunned, you know, the fact that Imavov couldn't keep it on his feet, well, that just, you know, that just, you know, like, takes away any advantage that he may have had, right? So, we're in the third round. Hawes is probably up by two, and Inovov, he probably needs to stop this fight to win, right? So, Hawes, he comes forward, gets a takedown. Inovov, he scrambles up in space. Inovov, you know, he's still very dangerous, Hawes, he lands a um, spinning back kick, right? Um, yeah, it you know, it's not 
close enough to really land like a crazy amount of damage, right? So Imavov, you know, he's able to still move forward. He hits an elbow, right? Gets a clinch, and he's landing a lot of knees, a lot of knees, and one hits Hawes in the head, stuns Hawes, right? Imavov, he comes with a left and has Hawes wobbling, but can't capitalize again. Hawes is able to um, tie things up, able to tie things up. Imavov, he's, he's avoiding the takedown, but he can't shake the clinch. You know, they break and a big knee has Hawes again in trouble, right? But, again, Imavov can't get space. Hawes just grabs him, clinches up. So, yeah, that's that's how this ends, that. Hawes in trouble a few times, but he uses that experience, you know, from... All those big fights, right? And all those big moments that, yeah, just go wrong for Hawes. He uses all of that experience to stay close, to not panic, not lose focus. And, um, yeah, he gets the, um, he gets to win. Gets to win. Now, it was weird. There's one judge did give it to Imovov. Which you do kind of look at and you're like, are you sure? Really? Because, you know, it, it's, well, no, he actually, he, he didn't give it to Imovov, so he gave it as a draw. And although Imovov did have some big moments in that third, yeah, do feel that, you know, Hawes won those first two rounds, you know, and... The third round, it's not enough to... I didn't think it was enough for a 10-8. You know, I, I'd say that Imovov won the third, but, you know. But, yeah, the other two do give it to Hawes 29-28. And so, yeah, he gets the win. He gets the win, but god damn. So, that's what I mean, man. It was a draw, but... Whew, that was some back and forth crazy ass shit. Right? It was a crazy fight. So, um, and now we've got another heavyweight clash. We've got Chris Dorcas against Alexi Olenek. So, uh, yeah, another interesting one. Right? Olenek, he is, um, yeah, comes out throwing the, he's right. Right? Um, Dorcas, though, he's able to avoid. It gets the clinch on the fence, and he he tries for a standing, um, you know, Olenek, that is. Olenek tries for a standing Ezekiel. He then tries to drag, you know, Dorcas to the ground to really sink it in. Dorcas, though, he avoids, he avoids the takedown, and, um, you know, gets into space. Olenek gets up, and Dorcas hits him with a big right. Olenek, he is stunned. Dorcas, he goes, hits a jump knee, right? Fast combo, another knee, and, um, yeah, lets loose with just a barrage of shots until the ref 
calls it. <laughs> oh man, this fight card is fire. It is so much fun, right? Just every single fight is just exciting and crazy. So we then go to our featured fight. It's a featherweight clash between Charles Rosa and Derek Mina. Right, so um, you know, I feel with this one, we're kind of think like Rosa. You know, he's the jujitsu uh, black belt. So you're thinking, right? He's got the ground. Right, he's definitely got the ground, and um. Yeah, it, it, it starts off with um, Mina, he's hitting the leg kicks, right? Rosa, he, uh, yeah, he grabs a, um, he grabs a knee, right? So we get a, a quick exchange. Rosa tries for a standing guillotine, doesn't have, um, doesn't have it though, right? Um, Mina, he gets a takedown, right? Rosa, he brings the legs up, you know, looking, looking for something, armbar triangle, but Mina, he's, you know, he's a savvy vet, he avoids that, Rosa goes for a knee bar, but Mina, you know, again, he escapes, he's keeping heavy on top, looking at a head arm choke, can't get it, right, um, now, they get into a bit of a leg entanglement at the end of the round, but yeah, neither can really find an advantage. So we go into the second round, and Rosa he lands a good shot, right? He looks to engage, but Mina unloads, you know, unloads, landing some heavy shots. Rosa, um, you know, he's uh, you know. Goes down, right? He goes down. Mina, he gets on top. After a while, Rosa is able to get up. But Mina, he's on the back looking for rear naked. Gets it back down to the ground. Tries for a head arm. Rosa, you know, he's avoiding it. But still dangerous on the feet. You know? So, third round. And Mina lands a, ooh, a sharp one-two. Rosa is uh, bundled over, right? Mina, he's uh, playing another heavy top game here. Rosa is busy from the bottom, right? Looking at a Kimura, armor platter. But Mina, he's able to avoid just by shifting position, you know? And um, he's able to stay on top and just keep control. Right, which I think it is pretty, you know, it's surprising, you know, because I think before this fight, as I said, look, you think that Rosa is the one with the advantage on the ground, but Mina, he, he really just handled it. Now, it wasn't like how Bryce Mitchell did, you know, but yeah, Mina did control the ground game. Which, yeah, definitely a good look for Derek Mina. And a very good win. So, we are now in our co-main event. Right, we got Yana Kutsanzaya against Catlin Vieira. And, um, I think, you know, 
Vieira definitely, like, looking at this, you think, yeah, she's got an advantage on the ground, right? She's got an advantage on the ground. Kunta and Taya, she needs to be careful, right? So, um, Vieira, she starts with some heavy, heavy punches. Kunta and Taya, she, she backs off onto the fence, right? Vieira, she's looking for a takedown, which um, she manages to get. But Kudsen Sire, she she manages to get straight back up, which is definitely a big look for her, right? And and then she lands multiple knees to the midsection, which is smart because Vieira missed weight, right? So you're just thinking, oh, her midsection might be um you know ripe for the taking because oftentimes if someone's had a bad cut. Yeah, they are susceptible to um, body shots, right? So, uh, yeah, that's what Kusan Saya does, right? And she also, you know, she's kneeing the body and she also gets a knee up to the t- to the head, right? But Vieira is able to get another takedown off of the fence, you know? And she's uh, looking to get mount, looking to get mount, which or Kusan Saya definitely doesn't want that. Right, she um, keeps it um, to half guard, but Vieira is heavy on top, and she's yeah definitely looking to dominate. Right, so you're thinking, all right, Vieira won that first round. So we go to the second, and Vieira she's uh, again looking to unload, but Kusansai she's attacking the body with the kicks, and gets a takedown of her own. Right, Vieira, she's um staying busy, but Kusensaya, she's attacking the body, not bothering with the head, just hitting, unloading to the body. Right, Vieira, she brings her legs up. Kusensaya, she stays, you know, she stays stabby and avoids. Kusens, like Vieira, is able to scramble up, um, after attacking, you know. Kusantaya's knee. Kusantaya, they back up. She lands some more knees. Vieira tries for a takedown. Kusantaya lands on top, though. Right? Again, attacking the body. Attacking the body. Right? They get up. Kusantaya lands a head kick. So it is all to play for now. It's even coming into the third. Right? And Kusantaya. Yeah, she's hitting those leg kicks. Vieira hits a takedown. Hits a takedown. And um, then she gets mount, right? Gets mount and she's looking to um, get a, you know, set up a head and arm choke, right? Now, there's a scramble. She gets Kutsensaya's back, hunting for a rear naked. Kutsensaya is, man, she manages to... um, Get into a position, right? Even though Vieira's got the back, she she just shifts slightly, and she is firing shots, firing shots, landing, smacking, you know, Vieira in the face, just not stopping, right? Not even trying to, you know, get up. She's just landing big shots on Vieira, and Vieira isn't doing anything. You know, she's trying to avoid the shots, thinking about a rear naked, but she's just eating shots, right? So, um, 
Yeah, about oof, a minute left. Kristen Sayers now, she spins. She's on top. And she is just dropping huge elbows. Huge elbows. She cuts Vieira open. Ends the round. You know, ends the round on top like that. And, uh, yeah. Kristen Sayers gets the win. Right? I think... A lot of people were thinking, you know, Vieira would win. You know, she gets takedowns. But in that last round, Kirsten Sire was the busier. You know, she's um, got Vieira on the back, but she's landing multiple shots to the face. Multiple shots to the face. Then spins and, you know, finishes with a minute's worth of elbows. You know, and yeah, that was enough. Right, to give it to a 29-28 on all three judges' cards. You know, so a big, 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 big win for Yana Kutzensire. Right, and oh, she was ecstatic after that. You know, especially the fact it was, you know, a catch-weight fight. Because Vieira lost, missed weight. Right, so um, I will say, right, every fighter... That missed weight did lose, which actually no, John Castaneda he did he um no no he made weight yeah every fight of that missed weight lost which you know I feel that's good right there's a lot of the times if you missed weight you win and it's just like ugh makes you feel a little dirty but um no. Definitely was not the case. But people, we are now, whew, we are now in the main event. Curtis Blades against Derek Lewis. And we've been seeing a lot of um Yeah. A a, a lot of uh oh shit. Vignettes. I was like, what's the word? What's the word? Like, yeah, a lot of vignettes. In between the fights because everything was ended so quickly. So, yeah, we were really getting a feel for Lewis and Blades. And, you, you, you know, it, it's like that. And you're like, oh, shit, I know who I want to win. You know, right? you're finding about your know, Blades being bullied, a speech impairment that I didn't even friggin' notice. Hadn't even noticed, you know? And, you know, we're learning about Lewis and the fact that, you know, he was making all of these changes, losing weight, working on the Stanima, and you're just like, shit, okay, alright, so we get into the fight, and, um, Blades, he is attacking those legs, you know, he is busy, Blades is really busy, you know, I mean, a lot, to be honest, not a lot, is happening at the beginning, but Blades is the one implementing it, right, and, uh, yeah, Lewis, you know, he does land a couple of big shots, does land a couple of big shots, you think he may have stunned Blades, right, but Blades, you know, he's, um, yeah, he, like, he's evolved so well, right, from the first fight we saw him in, in the UFC, so he's able to kind of come from that and just go to, you know, using his reach, right? He's got a long jab and that's what he's utilizing, firing that out. So 
Lewis, he's just eating a lot of shots, and you're like, Blades is, yeah, Blades doing well, but Lewis stays composed, you know, he stays composed, right, um, and, you know, Blades, he's coming forward, right, hitting those calf kicks, right, leg kicks, man, he's, he's doing well with the leg kicks, right, so you're thinking, all right, Blades won that first round, second round, you know, they come with an exchange. Blades, he's um hitting shots, hitting some good shots. You know, Lewis, he he does get off some, but it's all blades right now. You know, all blades right now, like doing damage. You know, blade shoots, and um, you're just like, he's doing well on the feet. You know. Blades is doing well on the feet, doing well at range, so you're like, he doesn't really need to shoot, doesn't really need to shoot, and so he shoots, and Derek Lewis takes his soul, takes his soul, now, it's not the Francis Ngannou, Alistair Overeem uppercut, it's not as bad as that, but it is bad, it is bad, like, Lewis, I mean, Blades just crumples, crumples, Lewis follows it up with, I don't know, two, maybe three hammer fists, they're not really needed, to be honest, but Blades is out, he is out for a minute, you know what I mean, it is, Oh, it's golly. Oh, my God. And it's a f- it's crazy. Because it's a fight that Curtis Blades is winning. Curtis Blades is winning the fight. Doing the things that you thought he was going to do. You know, work from range. Use the kicks. You know. But he, um, yeah, he forces the takedown. Forces the takedown. Now, I, you know, it's funny, I, I had a quick exchange after with Ian Parker, you know, I, I yeah, just on Twitter, you know how it is, and, you know, I, yeah, I was a bit like, oh, what, what happened with the takedown, right, and I forget the word I used, but I knew it wasn't quite the right word, and Ian Parker, yeah, he said it perfectly, right, Blades was just impatient, Right, he's winning, but you just thought uh, he wanted to, you know, he possibly wanted to end the fight, right? Even though he's winning and he's comfortable, he's impatient and he goes for a takedown that he didn't need, didn't need at that point, right? And he left his head just there and, ugh, brutal loss. Brutal loss, man. Because Blades was the one in the position to get the real momentum for a title shot after this. Now, we know that John Jones is coming up to heavyweight, so not a title shot. But if he made enough noise, right? If he made enough noise and... The person who comes out of the fight between Ungano and Mihojic, if they're injured or out for a while, 
you could possibly have Blades v John Jones. Right, that could have been the fight. But yeah, Derek Lewis, whoo, fucked all that shit up. Fucked it all up. And Lewis, you know, he's smart. He's not. He wasn't waiting. Like, I want a title. I want a title. He he understands what's happening. He understands the lay of the land. And he's just like, yo, I'll take whoever. You know, if you want to give me John Jones, I'll take that too. But yo, this was a huge, huge win for Derek Lewis. And um, yo, you cannot sleep on that power. You just can't. This was such a fun fucking card. Such a fun eight finishes, people. Eight finishes and the four decisions. Great fights too. Great fights too. So who won um who won the awards? Who won the awards? Well, no fight of the night, right? All performances, and you can understand why. <laughs> there were so many good ones. So Eamon Zahab Zahabi got one, right? Tom Aspinall. Chris Dorcas and Derek Lewis, which, yeah, definitely, definitely, you can, you can see why all of those motherfuckers would get them, now, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Casey O'Neill got a little something, something, right, same with a Rosa, Casaneda, you know, there's like, <laughs> so many, like you could think that uh, a lot of fighters probably got a little, little something extra in that paycheck because they stepped the fuck up. This, as I said, this wasn't a card full of household names, but this card delivered in spades. Okay, people, so, as we draw to a close on another episode, let's look and see what's happening with the fight news this week. Alright, so, um, Rafael Asansau is out of his fight uh, with Rani um, Barcelos, right? So, he dropped out. Then, <laughs> you know what I mean? They got Marcelo Rojo to um, step in and uh, rescue the bout. But, oh my gosh. So, um, Barcelonas, he is now tested positive for COVID. So, um, he's out of the fight, right? So, it is currently a hunt to see if uh, Rojo will stay on the card. Or if not, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those. But that's not all. So, um, Randy Brown was meant to be fighting Alex Oliveira, but Brown is now out. So, um, Oliveira, they're looking for a replacement for him as well. Yeah, it is all change. But one fight that will be happening, right? <laughs> On, at the weekend And it was announced during the broadcast On Saturday Angela Hill is fighting Ashley Yoda Right so um, on Friday We talked about her, uh, her Current back and forth Of Tisha Torres So it looked like yeah that wasn't going Anywhere and she was just like Fuck it I'm gonna go uh, fight Yoda So um 
we will see what happens. Maybe a um, you know what I mean? If she goes and vents, gets a big performance, you know what I mean? They'll make that Torres fight. Who knows? Now, um, Ryan Hall, one of the you know guys with the worst luck in MMA. He, he had to drop out of his fight against Dan Eagle on the 13th of March. But all is good for Eagle because Gavin Tucker, he's agreed to come and um, save that for Eagle. You know, he didn't want to push it back because he's having a baby. Well, his wife is having a baby in April. So, uh, yeah, he, he wanted that that March paycheck because babies ain't cheap. <laughs> All right, so we jump ahead to the 17th of April and we're going to get Austin Hubbard against Nathan Levy. That'll be an interesting one. Then on the 1st of May, Herbert Burns will be fighting Alexander Munez. The week after, Holly Holmes is fighting Juliana Penner. Hey, then the following weekend, which is at UFC 262. Right, we got a couple of fights happening. Alex Perez will be fighting the match now. And then Catelyn Kajajian is fighting a Viviana Arujo. Oh, both of those people, they are great fights. But um, yeah, we're done. We out. And we will catch you on Wednesday where we uh yeah look ahead to UFC on ESPN plus 44. Rose um yeah, Rosenstruck began. Oh, cannot wait, people. So until then, peace.